Welcome to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. I'm standing. Where's the shake your booty music? I don't have it ready. Benny. Wait, wait, wait. I can grab something here. Go, Benny. Go, Benny. Go, Benny. Go, Benny. Wait, wait, wait. Go. <laughs> Too much pressure. Too much pressure. <laughs> Hang on. We'll here we go. It's is... too much pressure. Pressure. <gasps> That's the only thing I come up with for right now. The only thing? What do you mean only Ooh. thing? Ooh. Oh, sing it, Benny. I like my girl Christina, too. Sing it. That's really not me, though. <laughs> All right. Where's our voice coach, Linda Shields? Where are you, Linda Shields? <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Friday show, Cross Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. We're not on just Friday, right? We're like Monday through Friday. We're on like Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah, we are. Like Definitely. At what time? Oh, we're on at 11, For aren't sure. we? 11 to noon. Noon. I have to say 11 to noon because I used to say 11 to 12. Uh, and then, like, folks were listening to me 11 o'clock at night, and I wasn't on. <laughs> they were listening to a repraise of Contact Talk Radio yes, at exactly. 11. Yes, exactly. There's like, where's Who is that? Uh, what show is this? <laughs> oh, they know that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's up? What up? Well, today's Friday. We're going to pick a card, and then we're going to pick the card. And then what we're going to do is we're going to, again, give away. I'm all, you're leaving me in suspense. Well, it's either going to be a deck of angels car, angel cards, or if folks already have the cards, um, then we're going to uh, send them the accompanying book if they like. But yes. sometimes people want angel cards to give away to their friends and family. So mm-hmm. they say, okay, I already have the angel cards, but send me some more angel cards because you can never me. have enough. Actually, Benny, I want to say this. I have two decks of angel cards that I use together. Really? I do. They're together. They're like together. Now you can do that. I don't know that there's any rules on that. I mean, okay. Sue Storm might have to come on Monday to tell it. us more about that. But no, I don't think there are rules. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm not sure that there are rules to spirituality. Oh, okay. And my well, guess, no, uh, no way. There shouldn't be. No. Mm-mm. The guest today, Dana Beal, is going to talk about tragedy in the workplace and spirit in the workplace. I love the topic because you know, you know, I'm like an organizational consultant and I just... Uh-huh. I love to talk about spirit you in the workplace it. and a lack of spirit in the workplace. Yes, ma'am. And then Linda's already written up her questions. <laughs> oh, jeez. But right now, <laughs> we're going to pull this card. Oh. Where's the drum roll? I'm on it mm. today. <laughs> Who's, pick? Who's picking the card? I picked it yesterday. All right, I'm going to do it. Nah, go and for it. And then we have the question. But let's give out the number. 425-373-5527 is the local number. And if you are west of the Cascades and Puget Sound area, a toll-free number, which everybody loves, 1-888-298-KKNW, which spells out 5569. Or reverse. It's numerical and it's alphabetical. You gotta love it. Did you get that? It's 1-888-298-5569. You're not going to believe what I have in my hand. <laughs> not going to believe the card I have in my hand. I want you to guess. Guess this card. Joy. No. Oh. Um, Guess again. I'm being patient. So it was already called this week once. Oh, really? Yeah. Abundance. No. Gratitude. No. Come Transformation. on. Transformation. What going was yesterday's card? Humor. Okay, what's this card? You say? picked it again. Unbelievable! Oh, Unbelievable! 
unbelievable. <laughs> of course, it'd be the last one I get to. Here's a question for today. What's the name of the card that was picked twice this week, and which days was it picked? <laughs> All right. The number is 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527, or send us an email at live at crustbusting.com. Now, I don't need to read it, really, because everyone remembers it from yesterday, right? You know, All we, we know, it's a built-in stress reliever. Benny, I have to tell you, can never get enough humor. Let's hear it. Okay. For me. Please. Well, it is your built-in stress reliever. Yes. Okay. For me, please. Sprinkle it for it. me. <laughs> for me. Sprinkle it, sprinkle it liberally to lighten and widen your perspective. Let it move you out of, your, out of the dream of your life. I'll do it again in my very move, white. I'll I like, do it in my very I white it voice. Move me and groove me. <clears throat> I like the move me and groove me. All right. Move me and groove me. It's your built-in stress reliever. All right. Sprinkle it liberally to lighten and widen your perspective. Let it move you out of your dream of your life. What does Johnny say? Man, that's exactly what, what Johnny, Johnny says. Say? That's say? what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. The number is 425-373. Oh. You know what? Wow, We've man, got we are two. flooded with We've calls We've got to take the two. we got to take them? Linda's saying Should we conference two, them both? two. That means that they have picked up both of Hang them on. at the same, ta- same time. Okay, they rang at the same time. We have Joy and Lori rang at the same time. Should we try to conference the calls together? Joy and Lori, let's bring you together. Do you want to try to do that? They're both there. Are you both here? Hello. I am. <laughs> I think we're both got you. Oh. All four of us. All right, let's hear from Joy first. What's Hi. the answer? Humor. Yay! Yay! For the funny people in the world. <laughs> yeah. And Lori, what's the answer? It's humor. Oh, very good. How does she know that? This is great. All right, now <laughs> here's good. a question. Here's a question, because this is kind of a follow-up thing. Now, how does this relate to you? How does it relate to me? Yeah, how did you, you know, do you resonate this with joy? this? This is, this is joy. joy. It All relates right. to me because it's my favorite thing in life. To always have humor and laugh and have fun and, you know, always have that high vibration mm. of feeling good. Amen. I love that high vibration of feeling good. Yes. I love that. How about you, Lori? Well, it relates to me because I'd like to invite more of it into my life. <gasps> you would? Yes. We're going to do the countdown. Are you guys going to help us? Yes. Joy's got to join in, too. We're ready for the countdown. The thing is humor. And it is, I have humor now. On the countdown, three times. Okay. Benny? Three, two, Two. one. I have humor now. I have humor now. I have humor now. Ow. That's a round of applause from everybody. <laughs> oh, that feels so good. Oh my gosh, I'm tingling all over. As all a right. hot mama. I'm a, are we tingling? Oh my god, that vibration thing is really getting to me. Sizzling. So how are you both doing today? Great. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. Is today like humor Friday for you? It is now. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> wow. All right. So now tell me, do you would you like a, uh, the cards or the book? Joy first. Joy first. I would love the cards. Okay. okay. And how about you, Lori? I'd like the cards also. I, I'm really interested in, I'm really intrigued by trying to use the cards. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, I use them every day before I come here. And, uh, I th- you know, it's kind of like you're sitting there and you may not be smiling all that much. And you walk by the table and there are these angel cards. And I put them in, you know, in a kind of little safekeeping 
uh, I don't wouldn't call it a it's not a jar, but it's something. But that is it holder. smaller it than holds, a bread box? I call it my. I, yes, it is. <laughs> but I have two decks, so it's somewhere in between. A, Maybe it's larger than a bread box. It's like between a bread box and a cookie jar. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, you walk by, and I want to. And this is kind of interesting. I haven't shared this. I don't think you walk by, and you have the cards, and you can pull them in the morning. And I pull them in the morning, kind of to get the the vibration, as Joy, I think you said, going. And then. I realized the other day, I'm not limited to just pulling one. Isn't that like an epiphany? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you had big hands. No. Okay. You can you can you can use these as often as you like throughout See? the day because they are really an affirmation of of you know they reveal the truth of who each and every one of us really is. They most certainly are. That is it. I and, just had a thought about it. Uh-oh. Um, yes. Like you can be like having the cards with you and driving along and you have to go into the store so you pull a card before you go in and it kind of prepares you for you know the vibration that you either want to take in there or, yeah. you know. That's yes. a bad idea. And then you get back in your car and you have to go somewhere else or yes. home or you got to talk to someone. or On the road, angel cards. Yes. yes. Yeah, I love that idea. That is a <laughs> fabulous idea. Now I've got to go get a couple more sets for the car. Uh, well, you know, and you get pulled over by a please may pull card. So you know no, how to no, prepare. No. Yes, <laughs> no, actually, no, we don't want to go there. Actually, I have to say that I, that that absolutely does work. Uh-huh. That you know that works. I so mean, you can get your vibration at a good you know instead of being angry actually, or frustrated. I ha- the angel card thing I didn't really have in my psyche, but I have to tell you I had affirmation cards, and I did. I have been pulled over. Um, uh, times in my life, and it's interesting when you pull that card and you start reading it to the police person. <laughs> and he's like, That is uh, like a whole new experience. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do, or she. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Okay. <laughs> it actually does work. So thank you both. Thank, thank you both. You. Please thank stay you. on the line, and Linda will collect information from you both, and we'll make sure we get those cards right out to you this weekend. All right. All good. right. Thanks, have ladies. Have a good Friday. Thank, thank you. you. All right. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back. We're going to be right back with Dana View, amazing guest. And we're going to be talking about tragedy in the workplace, spirituality in the workplace, workplace in general. We want to hear from you. We'll give the number out when we come back. Questions, comments, and help. We'll be right back. You love that song. I can't get you? enough of this song. I know. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to get the emails. Okay, change the song. No. Or not. No. No. Folks love what you play. I love what you play. I hope they do. Well, you know, you're, you're welcome back. You're listening to <laughs> us, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Papasilli, and out, outstanding, amazing producer, Benny Matters. Right? Oh, shucks. Thanks. Yeah, you're. And I love, I love the promo that you did for Mariah Marston. You like that? I love it. It's fresh off the presses. Now, we're here today with Dana Beale. And uh, boy, we're talking about something that is so near and dear to my heart. But let me just tell you a little bit about Dana. Uh, she's a resident of Bellevue uh, and a keynote speaker, has, has, has given uh, presentations and talked about her passion all over all over the country and other places, including the International Alliance for Women's uh, Women's Global Conference in Washington, D.C., along with Hillary. And 
the topic today, and, and actually her passion, is in expanding human potential. Uh, and she has done this throughout her life. Uh, Dana is committed to helping people everywhere be restored, be restored to their authentic selves. And she has a model that illuminates this uh, to help each each and every one of us. Several several uh, things in print. One of them is a book that I have had on my shelf for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I, I think I had this shelf when I was doing my dissertation. And it's called The Tragedy in the Workplace, the longest-running show in the country. Uh we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about her uh, latest interest regarding spirit in the workplace. But let me welcome Dana. Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled you could join us today. Now, this is uh, there's a question that I ask uh, all of my guests pretty much, and it goes kind of like this. Here we sit on the show, and we, we're talking about our passion. We're talking about the work we're doing as if we have been doing this all of our lives, and it's been easy. And my question is, what has your journey been like? How have you come to write about the tragedy in the workplace and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, take spirit into the workplace right to the table? That's a wonderful question because it has been a thread throughout my life. Mm -hmm. I have often um, worked with organizations in the area of spiritual potential, but it, it was just four years ago that I became aware of the fact that there is a lot of pain and suffering in the workplace. I'd noticed this, but I saw it escalating. And so I wrote my book because I believe the workplace is filled with a web of egos that hurt each other, Mm -hmm. managers that disempower one another, uh, insecurity, harassment, sabotage, gossip, and that this is making it very difficult for people to even stay on a spiritual level because they're operating in such a defensive mode. Mm-hmm. I've been both a consultant and an employee, so I've experienced the pain that you can feel when you feel alienated from the people that you work with. And so I believe I was inspired to create a way for people to see differently in the workplace and have some clarity so that they can return to their inner spiritual greatness. And we're going to talk about the, that particular model because uh, we have uh, many listeners that call in with questions and issues around work in the workplace. And so um, we're going to talk about this. I'd love to just give out the phone number right now because I, I know that this topic I know is of interest to, at le- you know, at least uh, Linda, who works with me in the next room, and so we will probably hear from her. So the number to call in if you have situations in the workplace that you'd like some clarity around uh, or just to talk about, call here at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Or uh, toll-free west of the Cascades at one 298 5569. Now, Dana, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because, um, and I've shared this with my listening audience, um, I too have been on both sides and also, you know, have experienced uh, some things that are similar, but I think the descriptions that you have put uh, in the book on page three and four really, I've never really seen it captured quite this way. Exactly. And I let me just read a few of them so that folks know what we're talking about. And and let me just frame this by saying that Dana, you have worked in many industries, right? Many places, right? So this isn't just a sample of you know uh, of experience by kind of hanging out at the mall asking a few people. It's the response of thousands. Of people. It is, isn't it? Yes. And here's and here's what we here's what we discover. 
uh, paranoia, egos, gossip, insecurity, lack of appreciation, power struggles, secretive behavior, hidden and personal agendas, intimidation, unpredictability, workaholism, fear, blame, turf protection, lack of trust, lack of communication, sabotaging, and then discrimination, uh, sexual preference, gender, race, religion, economic groups, etc., so forth, so, uh, so on. And then what, then what you ask is, does that sound like a wonderful place to spend 8 to 10 hours a day, 5 to 6 days a week? Exactly. It's a tragedy. And one of the sad things is, is it's so fearful, the situation is so fearful that many people are afraid to talk about it because they're afraid that they will lose their job or, or not be promoted. And so it's kind of like the elephant in the living room that everyone tiptoes around so as not to disturb it. And I believe you can't fix it until you identify what's really going on in most businesses to some degree or another. Well, it's funny you mention that because uh, there's an article that I wrote, and I call it the great, the great American gag rule. Yes. Yeah, it's the great American business gag rule. Exactly. And it's, it's it, you know, no one has really uh, talked about it quite the way that you talk about it. You're really taking the issue to the table. But not just to, we're not just complaining about this. No. You're offering solution. Yes. Uh, to this. Yes. Um, what has been the greatest challenge for you in looking at this issue and then, you know, actually doing something about it? Well, the response of my audiences that they that this is a much needed process, it has been what has kept me going. It's it's a big job. I, my goal is to help change the environment, the culture, and help people see how they can change their culture all over the country. So the biggest challenge for me is just sharing this message. The actual message is um, a process where people, I call it a personal restoration process, where people can learn to understand how they get drawn into this drama. And I actually use the metaphor of a drama, like Mm -hmm. a stage play or a movie, and that you know, just like when you go to a, a great movie and you get really involved and it seems totally real and you, you might walk out afterwards and still wonder what's going to happen to John and Mary and then you remember, oh, it's just a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, my, my suggestion is that when we go to the workplace stage each day, it's like a drama or even more accurately a melodrama and that we all play out our part. And while you're being drawn into it, it's hard to discern reality. So we get very caught up in the drama. It can be very painful. But actually, we help keep the drama engaged because we play out our parts. Mm -hmm. For example, I say that a a company like Enron did not go down just because of Ken Lay and Andy Fastow and Jeffrey Schilling. It took a whole cast of characters. So my goal is to help each individual understand their authentic power so that they can stop being a puppet in the ongoing drama at their workplace. That's a that's a huge request of people, isn't it? Yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. And, you know, we might be asking an employee, for example, to, you know, have a voice in an environment that really frowns upon, uh, upon that voice mm-hmm. and might even classify that individual as a deviant. Exactly. And so people operate from their ego. And what I mean by the ego is... To me, the ego is a self-created identity. It's like a role or an image we think we have to have to be safe in the world. And we start developing that when we were very young. Mm-hmm. And by the time we're an adult, we believe that's who we are. But the ego is really operating from fear 
because it's always vigilant that somebody might discover and expose that it's not real. And so my goal is to help people understand their authentic power doesn't need defending and to learn to take off their masks and connect with their inner spiritual power, which is far greater than the ego power that most of us are operating from. Well, you talk about the something, I can't remember the page, I remember reading it though. I think you say something like, behind the ego is powerlessness. Exactly. We don't really think of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an oxymoron to have ego and powerlessness in the same sentence, don't you think? A- absolutely. In fact, I, when I speak around the country, the very first thing I say is that there's a great deception that what looks like power is often not power. Artificial power is what we see most often, and some of the symptoms of artificial power are a a sense of arrogance or grandeur, Mm -hmm. a a need for a lot of external validation in the form of what I call the props, Mm -hmm. like big titles, big palaces, all kinds of um, uh, material things to prove that you're important, to prove and convince yourself and others that you are superior. And truly great leaders have humility. They honor all people. They make decisions that benefit all people, and they want the input of all people. And so when you see some of these hockey, arrogant-type people in leadership roles, I say they are masquerading as leaders. Do you think, I mean, I have heard some folks say, wow, they're really, like, scared and insecure. Do you think that's really possible? Yes, I absolutely know it is. Truly great leaders that operate from their inner spiritual connection, mm-hmm. are they operate in a much less... Um, braggadocious way. They don't need to cover up their fears because they're operating from a sense of honor, uh, vision. They they don't have to have all the props that we see the artificial leaders having. And another thing that people don't understand is when someone is operating from a defensive mode, which is what we see a lot, Mm -hmm. that they are covering up some kind of fear. And I say the ego needs, only the ego needs defending. Your honor needs no defense. So you can literally feel the energy of someone who is operating from authenticity compared to the ego-driven leader. Mm. The thing that I thought about in you know reading your book and preparing for this interview is, I I guess I I, I guess I look at things almost uh, you know from both sides. There are mm-hmm. some people that I have uh, experienced and have met that would fit sort of the description of what we're talking about. As a matter of fact, I have to tell you, I think I've been one of these people. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, there have been times in my life where mm, one of those 360-degree things uh, really pointed to a little development there. And then there are people that I have met that I, I call my angels in the workplace. How, what have you seen? Have you seen both sides? And have you actually seen these, what I call angels in the workplace? Yes. In this place of tragedy, what do these people do? Generally, the culture starts with the leadership at the top. And if you have a leader at the top who is operating what you call uh, like an angel, you'll see that permeate throughout the organization. If you have an ego in the leadership role, an Mm ego-driven leader, Mm -hmm. these are some of the roles that you'll see, that there's the empire builder, the micromanager, the intimidator or bully, the blamer, the uh, martyr leader. And when you have that starting at the top, that tends to permeate through the organization. Now, when you ask me if I have seen angels in these organizations, an an angel-type person can be the one that makes a difference because Mm -hmm. 
the actual web of egos battling and competing for power is kind of like a sweater uh-huh. with, a, with a lot of people intertwined, and it's a reaction based on another reaction and a counter-reaction and a reaction and a counter-reaction. So a person who has authentic power refuses to be in that, and so they begin to unravel the mm-hmm. drama. Mm-hmm. For example, how many threads do you have to break to unravel a sweater? Oh, that's a good point. Yes. So my goal is to challenge individuals to learn to really connect with their authentic power and be the one to start unraveling the drama. Because I don't think there's going to be a magic wand that changes the workplace or the world. It's going to take each one of us taking a stand for authenticity and honoring the spirit, not only in others, but honoring the spirit in ourselves. Uh, you know, this is. let's take a short break because I want to hear more about this. I also right. want to hear about a term that I have not heard before, and that is, I think you called it the martyr leader, mar- uh-huh. m- m- martyr ego or yes. something. I, I want to know about that one a little bit. Okay. Let's take a short break, though, and open up the lines for our callers because I believe there are stories on both sides. I believe there are stories where folks out there may need a little help, a little coaching. They're in a tough situation with someone. How can I make a difference at the workplace? How can I find a voice? And then there may be stories of people that they have come across, which they believe are their, quote, angels, mentors, and how are those people making a difference? And then also something you talk about, how are you making a difference in your workplace? Okay, the number is... 425-373-5527 is the local number. And of course, we have a toll-free number west of the Cascades, 1-888-298-5569. And if you are listening over the internet, uh, please e- email us at live at crustbusting.com. <clears throat> we take your questions and comments that way as well, don't we, Benny? Absolutely, yeah, we do. quite a few of those. That's right. All right, thank you. We'll be right back with Dana Beal and more about, uh, actually, I want to hear about the model. Sounds good. Yes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You don't know who this is? All right. It's Mary J. Blige. Oh, my gosh. Well, no drama. Okay, it's what it is, That's right? That's right. No, no drama. drama. I don't want no we drama. We are here today <laughs> to talk about eliminating the drama in the workplace. That's because right. Because we are here with Dana Beal, who has written this incredible book, and we are going to give copies of this book away to callers calling in. Sounds like it's a plan. called The Tragedy in the Workplace, the longest-running show in the country. Dana, you have so much on your website. Would you please let uh, our listening audience know uh, how to how to what it what your website is and yes. how to contact you? Yes, I'd be happy to. My website is www.db like David Boy, dbconsulting.com. That would be uh, like uh, David Bowie. Yes. Ooh, good one. <laughs> or like Dan, or like Dana Beal. Dana Beal, wow! Wow, okay, that was my next guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, how did we miss that, Benny? You said it. I, I didn't. know. It's like, mm. oh my gosh. Uh, and what's a phone number? It's because for, uh, you do consulting work. Tell folks con- a little bit about what you do. I do. Um, I do work- workshops mainly. Okay. And I go into organizations and I take them through a really transformational program. It's a foundational program that helps people take off their masks, connect 
with their inner spiritual greatness Mm -hmm. and learn to communicate authentically with each other. And it's very powerful, and I've done it in all different industries. Mm -hmm. I've worked with almost every industry, the retirement industry, CPA firms, law firms, banks, hospitals, medical practices, the government, nonprofits. And I've been the keynote speaker at uh, national conventions in all different industries. So what I'm saying is my subject cuts across all industries. It's really a situation where people come together, where there's frequent interaction and misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. and and it's actually an opportunity for people to wake up to who they really are. You know, I have to say something because I think like you, I've been around for a while in the workplace, and I'm trying to think a minute ago, I tried to think how long ago, I mean, how many years ago this topic would not have cut across every organization. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you could go back, what, 15 years maybe, and this may be a topic that we're talking about in a couple of places. Right. But maybe not every place. Right. And now what you're saying, which is kind of, uh, it's an amazing thing to me. It's a- Actually, I'm kind of speechless about it because what you're saying is that this is something we're talking about across all organizations, yet we wonder why in business... We are not experiencing the kind of productivity and effectiveness that the people at the top think we should experience. Exactly. What is up with this? If more leaders understood that people that are unhappy are not productive, they're not creative, they don't refer business, and they're not loyal, they would understand that creating a, a safe and healthy workplace environment would be the number one thing they could do to increase their success. But instead, they use a model of fear to try to get people to work harder and faster and longer, and they're exhausting the workforce and and creating so much dissension and pain that really I say it's kind of like someone shot a hole in the gas tank and then they said, why aren't we getting good mileage? Right. And how about the one that's coming up? Wow, gee, I think we've run out of gas. Yes, Mm. exactly. Well, we have a question for you. Okay. Linda, step up to the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a question about downsizing. Okay. And um, you talked about the drama. And I've been through through several downsizings, and I just talked to my sister the other day, and her company, which is one of the phone companies, has been going through tremendous downsizing. Mm -hmm. And you talk about the drama of that and the people being all part of that drama. And then you hear the senior leaders saying, you know, we're going to downsize again. So you have people every day worrying about, am I going to have a job? Then you have unproductive time because they're all talking about it in that drama thing that you called it. Exactly. And then you have in the newspaper that the senior leaders of the organization have gotten 20% increases and bonuses. Exactly. So have you worked with companies to to overcome some of that and, and the drama? Because there's another piece to that where when they announce that this is going to happen, of course the infighting goes because I want my job. Mm-hmm. we got to set this person up so they lose their job. But then you also have those people that are eventually identified as being downsized treated differently. And then there's drama around that, too, because you can't talk to them because what do you say to them? And then the, all the other people are in the drama of, oh, my God, that person's leaving. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you dealt with, with any of that? Well, I have people in my audiences frequently that describe just exactly what you're describing. And first of all, when I talk about leadership that operates from the ego instead of authentic leadership, 
that is what I'm talking about. I find it hard to believe that that senior administrators can give themselves a raise on one hand while they're claiming they can't make enough money to pay the employees and have to downsize. So the drama that follows from that is accelerated fear and just creates incredible chaos. The good news is for individuals, I believe, is that when a situation puts you in fear and causes you to feel really insecure, it also could be the turning point for you as an individual to recognize your own inner power. Oh, absolutely. Instead of being caught up in the fear, you can go through the fear and discover your own, what I call, I say that fear is like a mirror for us to see what's really going on inside. Mm -hmm. And when we can see that, we can give up our fear and we'll see all kinds of new options out Mm -hmm. there. And the options may be that it may take enough dysfunctional companies for enough people to recognize it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes things get a a lot worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. And if you're in one of those situations, the good news is you can find new options for yourself, and they may be that you'll be part of a new movement to change the way businesses are operating. Well, have you been part of a new movement, Linda? I mean, you've been through this. What has been your experience? Has this been a catalyst for you? I'm speechless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, well, and I went through it um, a couple years ago with with a company, and the company was falling apart, and we downsized. We had a group in in my organization of 450 people, and we went down to 25 people. Mm. That's major. That's major. Um, and, you know, it was all the phone, the, the company's going to go down, it's not going to survive, and blah, 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 blah. The, the same old routine. So everybody was, do I take a package? Do I stay? Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to take it? Who's not going to take it? Instead of anybody doing any work, it was, are you going to take the package? <laughs> no, I'm not taking the package. Are you taking the package? And then, and then everybody left, and things just started to fall apart at the company, and about... Oh, six, seven months ago, I also heard that the president of the new president of that company gave herself a huge increase and no one else in the company has gotten an increase. So what's the incentive? So, you know, you'd like to go upstairs to their offices and just shake them and say, wake up, you know, ultimately it won't work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in one of those situations, if you have that inner spiritual connection, you'll find a new door opening for you somewhere. You might go through some situations that are difficult, but I believe that those difficult experiences actually help you discover your inner character. You know, let's hold that thought and take a short break, because that's exactly what I'd like to talk about. We have these situations that go on in the workplace. We could become part of that drama, or we could actually create our new story. Right. So I'd love to talk with you about that when we come back from break. And give out the number again. Uh, If you have a situation you'd like to call in, share your thoughts with us, share your thoughts with Linda and Dana, please call at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Or Benny, toll free. 1-888-298-5527. 
5569, which spells out, coincidentally oh, enough, KKNW. That's right. That's the station right here. That's our community. Woo! Or send me an, e- an email at live at crustbusting.com. Stay tuned. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Dana Beal to talk more about the workplace and how you can take action to turn yourself around and turn your workplace around. We'll be right back. Yeah. Silly light, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat, and producer Benny Mathers. And our special guest today is Dana Beal, author of The Tragedy in the Workplace, the longest running show in the country, and how you can participate and turn that tragedy right around. We had a, an interesting discussion at break, uh, <clears throat> Dana. Would you share your thoughts on what Linda was saying with the audience? Linda was describing to me how people get completely gripped by fear. And how can they give up some of that fear so they can make choices that will be start them on a new path? And so I'm going to try to give you in a nutshell what I do in a workshop. Okay. But the ego is operating from fear because it's not real. So what I ask my audiences, and I'll ask this audience, listening audience, to think about a situation where you felt really fearful and ask yourself, what's, what are my feelings? Am I feeling victimized? Am I feeling hurt? Am I feeling... Um, misunderstood, not appreciated, not recognized. And then while holding those feelings, ask yourself these questions. What is it that I'm really afraid of? Mm -hmm. What is the threat here? What am I afraid is going to happen to me? What do I think um, uh, this says about me? Is it Am I afraid of losing face? Because the ego always wants to look good. Mm. And these are the questions, if you ask yourself sincerely, you'll discover and expose to yourself what your real fear is. Because it it really isn't about having enough money. It's more, it's deeper than that. It's about your ability to generate something for yourself Mm -hmm. again. So if you can get to the source of what the real fear is, you can then discover that you learned that reaction a long time ago. It probably will remind you of a feeling that maybe happened when you were in second grade and a teacher shamed you, for example. Right. So if you can get to the point where you remember where you where you have felt like that before, you'll discover that in this moment that seems so fearful, maybe your company's downsizing or maybe it's just a manager that's treating you really, really terribly. Mm-hmm. If you can get to that place, you can discover that you're reacting by looking through the eyes of a seven-year-old okay. or, or a five-year-old. But the truth is, you are an equal power, an equal spirit in the world, and you have every right to speak your voice from your authentic power. Mm -hmm. And that's far more powerful than the ego that's operating from fear. The third step, then, is to say to yourself, in this situation, you take a deep breath and you say to yourself, this is not really about me. This is a situation that is occurring, but it's not about me. Now, I can play a part in this and validate it, Mm -hmm. or I can choose not to be a puppet in this ongoing drama. 
and I choose to reconnect with my powerful inner self, and from there I'm free to make choices. And if you do that, every time you feel fear arising in you, you can start to have the fear diminish and discover the source of it. It's not actually what's happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it started long ago when we as human beings learned to um, run from fear. Mm-hmm. It is deeper than that, isn't it? Yes. And actually, what I think you're saying is we could actually rewrite the script right there in that moment. Ultimately, that's what we can all do, and we can make choices. I know a a good friend of mine that is uh, a consultant, national consultant, told me it's like we're afraid if we jump off the cliff, we'll hit the rocks. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, if we jump off the cliff, we'll fly. Mm. And we're so afraid to do make the jump, but when we do, that's when we discover our inner strength, our inner character, and our our connection to spirit, to all that is. You know, what you're talking about is really, it's really, hits me at a personal level, and I know Linda as well, uh, and I've shared some of this with my listening audience. Uh, For me, you know, know, just listening to you, I'm brought back to a situation where, you know, faced with the choice, do I stay here, Do do I leave, can I stay here given the situation, do I speak up knowing that if I do speak up, things will change for me? Or do I take that step off? And when you take that step off, what, you, what I realized for me, it wasn't a cliff at all exactly. that I was stepping off. It really wasn't a cliff. And I actually, in, in, the, in looking back, you know, after 25 years uh, in a company, and that's a long time, uh-huh. five, five years away from retirement, really. I started very young, by uh-huh. the way. Yes. <laughs> I did. I actually did. Uh-huh. Uh, not as young as you think, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, what it did is it, I, was, I was in one room. I, uh, this is the way I think about it. I had this room, this, this, this job with this company for 25 years, uh-huh. this one room, Ugh. you know, since age 17, right there with this company, this, this place that treated me very well along the way. Uh-huh. You know, I went to school at night. You know, we didn't have places like City University now that you can, you can do fabulous things offline. I, I had to do it kind of 13 years. But then I came to a crossroads, and I think this is what you're talking about. How can we step forward and know that what's ahead of us is a belief in something greater than ourselves by trusting our inner voice and knowing that this is just not sitting well with us today? Exactly. And and stepping out. For me, what happened was I actually uh, went right back to school, didn't think I could even get in school, and... uh, and here I am sitting here. It's taking me, uh, you know, a few years to get here. Right. But that door would not have been open. No. That would not have been open to me. Exactly. And fear holds us uh, in bondage. And fear is stemming from us. So we hold the key to the door. Out. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And well, that's a great story and an example of when we do take that step out. Our whole life changes. Our whole life changes. And we don't always know. That it's going to, I mean, for me, uh, you must have, your process and what you do with organizations sounds just wonderful. It is so needed, Dana. It is. What you're talking about is taking people to a level that they can actually connect with and change their experience. And we don't do that a lot in the workplace. No, we don't. No. No, we, you know, a lot of times I know that I was on the end of being a director of human resources and the kind of training we did would kind of get you in there, give you a few pr- principles. Right. But if you mentioned the E word, the emotion word, mm-hmm. chances are you weren't going to make it through mm-hmm. the door. 
Well, I've done this work with CEOs, with presidential groups of, of CEOs. Mm-hmm. I've done it with the frontline workers. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This work is about each one of us taking off our mask and discovering yeah. that we are part of all that is and that we each have equal power. Mm-hmm. It's just the perception in the different hierarchies that we operate in. We assign different levels of power. So when leaders in an organization do this work, they can make the most significant difference because they impact all those that they lead. Mm -hmm. But anyone at any time can say, I'm not going to participate in this drama anymore. And as they do that, that the person that, say, they're working with most closely will have to change the way they act because that begins the chain reaction Mm -hmm. of change. It does. And we talk about that a lot on this show. We talk about... You know, how how to change our responses, our, our our reaction in every aspect of our lives, even if somebody cuts you off on the highway. You know, you don't have to respond in right. that same way to break the chain, exactly. to unravel the sweater. Exactly. And I use that example. And in the workplace, it's like the biggest problem is everybody's blaming someone else. And we do it on the highway. Oh. We, we do it in the workplace. Oh, but yeah. we do it in the world. And I say that there, every interaction is a mutual dynamic. If you are playing a part out in it, you're making it real. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as the perfect, innocent, self-righteous person and the other one is all bad. And yet we have a tendency to do that. And so when we can look at ourselves and, and see how we're participating in something, mm-hmm. we, can, that, we can stop pointing the finger of blame, which causes other people just to back in the corner. So that's another way we help break the cycle, stop well, blaming. Yes, I love something in your book. I'm not going to read it all. I think if uh, I'd like for you to let folks know how to get this book, but okay. there's something in the book on page 51 where you do a comparison of ego and spirit. Right. And what you talk about is ego operates from fear and spirit operates from love. Yes. And, you know, looking into the eyes uh, you know, of people that you ha- you believe are going to hurt you, and and look into the eyes of uh, of uh, someone with love. Mm-hmm. And so that you, let me just say a few of these. I don't want to say them all because it's quite a long list. It's an amazing. I love it. I Do love you it as a hang checklist. On for just a second, because we have a, f- a phone call. I'm going to take that back. And we're going to take a, a quick phone call. And Susie is more than enough patient to wait. Really Susie, quickly. Susie, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Hello. Good morning to you. Well, I had some questions here. All righty, then. My daughter is uh, going to be graduating in May from college, and she's going to take some time off before going to graduate school to make sure she makes the right choices for graduate school. And she doesn't have enough uh, personal skills to be self-employed, so she's facing going into the work market, and she's scared um, completely about having to get embroiled in business as it is. Because it is very scary with all the, the uh, politics that go on. She just is not comfortable with it, and she has an extreme amount of fear. Mm-hmm. So what, would you, what kind of advice would you give to a young college graduate to be um, going in to the workforce, not even being in it yet? Well, that's a very good question. I, first of all, I don't know what industry she's looking in, but as she does her job search and begins to start doing the interviewing, I would definitely be looking for people that I felt I connected to. I don't think we rely enough on our inner feelings, Mm -hmm. our gut feelings, Mm -hmm. because when I'm doing workshops with companies, I talk to them about what's the spirit of your business, because that's 
spirit, the group will of everyone in the organization emanates out. And whether we are aware of it or not, we're receiving that information from the organization. So as your daughter begins doing some interviews, I would ask questions about the culture, and I would really try to sense that um, the person that you're talking to, that you're interviewing with, is genuine, and, and try to get a feeling for it before she makes a decision. My own daughter just recently made a job, career change, while well, she moved from San Diego to Bellevue, and her decision was based more on how it felt to her than which one paid her the most money, and she made the right decision. Oh, that would be my best recommendation. Oh, excellent. Those are very good pointers. Thank you. Would you stay on the line and we'll get some information from you okay. so you can get a copy of this book? Dana, would you tell our audience as we uh, close the show here how they can contact you and where they can get a copy of this great book? Well, my book's available at, as well as the CD and cassettes and a workbook on my website at www.dbconsulting.com. That's DB like Dana Beal. And I also have a phone number at 425-467-8214, and it's available in bookstores, and if they don't have it, they can order it. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling, Susie. Well, you know, this time goes so quickly, Dana. It does. I know. We could just, like, talk on and on and on and on Mm -hmm. about this, can't we? And maybe we'll have to bring you back and do that. That'd be great. Because I thought we had another caller. I think we're probably not going to have time for that caller. Unfortunately, we do not. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. Oh, please. You know, um, well, if you have a question for Dana and you have just called into the show, uh, and uh, your email address, Dana, if they want to email you directly with a question. It's D-B-E-A-L at dbconsulting.com, or even going to my website, there's a place where you can contact me. Oh, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank and you. And I so appreciate what you're doing in organizations. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, oh, let oh. me say the name of the book. We had a caller with a question, call a, that's we, why. That's, the book is yeah. called The Tragedy in the Workplace, the longest-running show in the country. Uh and, and here's what it says. See, not in lo- in your local theaters, but in every business in America. And this <laughs> book's by Danaville. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you, listening audience. Have a happy Friday. Remember, today was humor. And we'll be back here Monday with Sue Storm, the angel lady on Monday. So right? get your dialing fingers ready. That's right. Definitely. Mariah Marston on Wednesday. Um, jam-packed week. We do have a jam-packed Maybe week. Maybe Tom Stenberg, do you think? Well, Tom Stenberg, definitely either Tuesday or Thursday. And Krishna Das, perhaps on Friday. Hey. So we're lining them up for you, folks, exactly as you call them. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basili, and... Producer Benny Mathers. And thank you so much, special guest Dana. And Linda, thank you for stepping up to the mic. Let's clear the way for... Positive choice, choice talk radio. Talk radio. There you go. There we go. I've got it. Take care. Lights go out and I can be saved. Tides that I try.